With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good evening, everyone. This is Wednesday, October 9th, 2019, and welcome to episode number 738 of the Mothership Broadcast of the WSWS Radio Network, right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. This is the one and the only WCWS Revolution. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I am Mr. WSWS Chad Hinshaw back on the line here with you as we get to talk about our favorite subject of all time, that being, of course, professional wrestling. <clears throat> First off, we will start things off with our wrestling news and views here statement, which we brought to us by our 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team King Ice, represented here tonight by the Iceman, J.D. Jared Girolamo. J.D. is, of course, a 2015 and 17 WWS Hall of Famer and also part of the team that brings you WWS Raw Radio every Monday afternoon right here, of course, on TalkShoe.com. From the TalkShoe chat box tonight, ladies and gentlemen, we do have the human suplex machine, John Gross, with tonight's wrestling history and birthdays, John, of course, is the first 2016 WWS Hall of Famer and also another part of the Raw Radio broadcast team, of course, on uh, Monday, Monday, every Monday afternoon. As well, of course, now on the line here, ladies and gentlemen, a 2017 WWS Hall of Famer, also known as the Heartbreak Kid in the radio network circles, and also, of course, uh, a, a contributor to WWS Raw Radio, and of course, <clears throat> And when you think of those other nicknamed folks, you got to think about that 66 times, uh, of course, Happy Days, in which one of the central characters went a little something, I do believe, just like this. He went a. Ooh, very, a very fast one, as a matter of fact. And that is Fonzie, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but very nice indeed. Uh, so thank you very much. Uh, before we get underway with tonight's itinerary here for tonight, and we have plenty to talk about, but before we do so, let's welcome JD, John, and Fonzie. To what should be uh, overwhelmingly explosive, and you better believe it, dynamic episode seven thirty eight of Revolution. Good to be here. Thank you, there, JD. 
<clears throat> of course, ladies and gentlemen, our live video feed here comes to us tonight from our group started by our own King NWO, Gerard T. Smith. Of course, that group is referred to as, as Top Heel. If you care to join us for our live video feed here tonight from Top Heel, please feel free to join us there at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash capital T lowercase op capital H lowercase E-E-L. So check that out here today if you'd like to chime in on anything and everything we talk about here from today. And also, if you care to join us through TalkShoe.com, the phone number, as always, is 1-605-562-0444. Caller ID 138055-POUND. And press that one if you want to chime in on anything and everything we have to talk about here tonight. And it will go down just like this. In addition to your news and views and history and birthdays tonight, we will also, of course, be talking about, of course, the remaining matches from, of course, this past Sunday's Hell in the Cell. We will also, <clears throat> we will also, of course, get JD in here to get his uh, icebreaker taken care of about what happened this past Monday night on Raw. Of course, the aftermath of Hell in the Cell. Uh, also, of course, we will give you some up. We'll give you some updates here as far as, of course, uh, tonight's editions of NXT and AEW go, or of course, and also we'll be giving you a preview as to what's going to take place. This coming Friday, of course, on SmackDown. So, ladies and gentlemen, we have a chunk full to talk about here today. Of course, the time allotted. We'll also have some some wrestling extras here as well. We'll have some fun stuff to do here as well. So, be sure to keep all that in mind here this evening. <clears throat> uh, okay, and so let's go ahead and get right on into it here as we first start things off with our wrestling news and views here segment. And of course, some King Ice bringing in here to it, bringing in here as he always does here. It is, of course, one of the only Ice Man himself, JD. Jared D. Geralimo. J.D., what's going on here in the rest of the new scene this evening? Kevin Smith says he and Jason Mewes were originally going to appear on Fox's SmackDown debut on uh, Friday night, but got invited after appearing on AEW Dynamite last Wednesday. Smith and Chris Jericho, of course, appeared on the Rich Eisen show to, uh, earlier today, and during the appearance revealed that WWE told them that they were not needed after they appeared prominently on Dynamite AEW. Said Smith, however... I went to the world debut of AEW and TNT, and I had never been to a match before. Certainly not one of that size, and it was dazzling. I had a really great time. That audience, the energy, they're part of it. Everyone's involved in the performance, and the audience is part of a performance, that performance more so than any other sporting event I've ever been to in my life, however. Um, but, uh, okay, where people spectate. They're engaged with wrestling. Like, it doesn't happen without them. They're the other character. Pretty fascinating, man. He went on to say that they were supposed to show up at SmackDown in the morning after because they were on the AEW show. They were trending like there was a lot of coverage and stuff. And the next morning they were told that WWE was like, you can't come on anymore. And they canceled us right away. How They kicked me off right off the show. Jericho joked about it and said the first casualty in the wrestling industry was simply Jay and Silent. Meanwhile, speaking of AEW, however, we got a big night ahead of us in Boston. Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara will be taking on Hangman Page and Dustin Rhodes. John Moxley will take on Sean Spears. And in the first round of the AEW Tag Team Title Tournament, the Young Bucks will take on Private Party. Meanwhile, at full sale, we'll have Drew Gulak versus Leo Rush, Lauder versus Kushida, and Roderick Strong versus Isaiah Swerve Scott. Meanwhile, Total Divas' viewership improved, however, this week, hour, going up from 252 last week to 261,000 viewers, hour. So they kind of increased their viewership, if you will. Meanwhile, the rating, however, for Raw on Monday night was interesting, however, if you will, as well, however, scoring a 1.65 down from 1.78. For the night, however, Monday Night Football's lackluster game in Cleveland, San Francisco, won with 11.1 million viewers that saw the Browns 
getting crapped on, no pun intended, 31-3, as it was a rough night for Shake and Bake, Baker Mayfield. And finally, however, two other stories. One, coming up this Friday at 3 p.m., Paul Heyman, Tyson, Ron Strowman, Brock Lesnar, and Rey Mysterio are set to appear at a news conference before SmackDown live in Las Vegas at the T-Mobile Center. There's talk already that the, the, all four of these guys will be involved with each other, possibly a crown jewel at the end of the month, however, in Saudi Arabia. And in baseball news, however, the playoffs continue, however. The Nats and the Dodgers are playing Game 5 in a critical Game 5 tonight, and Dodgers saying they'll see Steven Strasburg pitch against Walker Bueller. The winner of that was going to face the Cards of St. Louis, who earlier tonight, however, beat the Olympics 15-1 after the Cards scored 10 runs in the first inning. Nevertheless, a great season for the Braves, however, and a good effort nevertheless, too. Meanwhile, Game 5 of the AL final first round will be decided tomorrow night in Houston, when Gary Cole and Tyler Glasgow, two ex-teammates and friends, will oppose each other in the Tampa Bay Houston Devil Racers. The winner of that will face the Twink, or excuse me, the Yankees this weekend or possibly Sunday in New York. Thank you very much, there, JD. Of course, JD, along with King NWO, Duarte Smith is King Ice. Your 2017 Hall of Fame News Tag Team to bring you on the news that's fit to print here in the WWS Radio Network. And of course, if the news doesn't fit, they always find a way. Make it fit, and of course, in GTS's case, super glue and duct tape you cannot beat that old fashioned combination. Oh, you have to, yes, I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, let me let me say, I think Fonz has got something, something breaking in. Yeah, um, EST just beat uh, the other girl just came back from her ACL injury. Oh wow! And and she's like, if that girl is gonna you know, challenge Shauna Baszler, it's gonna go through me. EST, she said. Green uh, The heat is gone. Heat is okay. on. Okay. Uh, thank uh, you very much. Okay, Fonzie, I uh, appreciate that. But please keep us continue to keep us up to date as to, of course, the progress for the next day. Thank you. In the meantime, let's go to what John has in our wrestling history and birthdays here for today. 37 years ago today, which was put at 1982 in Chicago, Nick Bockwinkle defeated Otto Wands to win the AWA World Heavyweight title. 24 years ago today, which was put at 1995, New Japan Pro Wrestling presented New Japan versus UFWI All Out War from the Tokyo Dome in Tokyo, Japan. 19 years ago today, put it at the year 2000 on Rawls War from Anaheim, California. Four shocking changes happened on the show. First, this was the last Monday Night Raw appearance of Shawn Michaels until June of 2002. The first Raw appearance for Deborah since November of 1999. And also, Eddie Guerrero was caught in the shower with two women of his. He was supposedly engaged to China. Uh oh. Da -da -da. And then, of course, in the main event, after Rikishi and the Rock defeated Kurt Angle and Kane in a tag team match, Commissioner Mick Foley announced that Rikishi was the one behind the wheel that ran down Stone Cold Steve Austin. And Rikishi confessed his crimes, and he didn't do it for himself, and he did it for I did it for the Rock. He really is. He's not the top-tier guy anymore. JD, you mind turning that down this Yeah. Okay, all right. 
Thank you, Eric. Sorry about that. Thing. 18 years ago today, 2001, at a SmackDown taping, Billy Kidman defeated X-Pac to capture the WCW Cruiserweight title. This is Kidman's first bout after suffering a knee injury just after Invasion. Also on that same show, Mick Foley is, is announced to com- is, is announced the commissioner of the World Wrestling Federation after Linda McMahon had fired William Regal because of Regal joining the alliance. 17 years ago today, put it at 2002, at an NWA TNA weekly pay-per-view tape in the Nashville six-pack, of course, like I said, X-Pac, six, uh, one, two, three, kid, whatever you want to call him. We all know who this is. Won the vacated TNA X Division title in a ladder match. Hmm, okay. 13 years ago today, put it at 2006, WWE presented No Mercy from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. 7,000 people were in attendance with 200 and 19,000 homes were watching, 219,000 homes were watching on pay-per-view, down from 240,000 for 2004's event. Uh, let's see, yeah. In a dark match, William Regal and Paul Burchill defeated Paul London and Brian Kendrick. The Legion of Doom, the Legion of Doom and Christy Hemme defeated M&M in a six-person tag team match. This is Heidenreich and Christy Hemme's last pay-per-view appearances. Bobby Lashley defeated Simon Dean. This is Lashley's first pay-per-view appearance. Well, no more Simon system, guys. We, we can't, you can't use that anymore, unfortunately. <laughs> Chris Benoit retained the U.S. title over Christian, Orlando Jordan, and Booker T in a fatal four-way match. This was Christian's last pay-per-view match, um, I guess, until WrestleMania <laughs> 25. Mr. Canada. J.D. Canada. Thank you very much. Defeated Hardcore Holly. This is Mr. Kennedy's first pay-per-view match. JBL defeated Rey Mysterio. The Ortons defeated The Undertaker in a handicapped casket match. It's the first casket match lost for The Undertaker since the 1998 Royal Rumble and the second handicapped casket match since September 23, 1999, when Triple H took on Viscera and Median. And also the first pay-per-view match for Cowboy Bob Orton since March 29, 1987 at WrestleMania 3 when he teamed with Don Morocco to take on Rick Martel and Tom Zink. I remember that. That was the very first match at WrestleMania. After the match, after the match, similar to what Kane did in the 98 Royal Rumble, the Ordens set the Undertaker's casket on fire. Of course, also, Juventud defeated Nunzio to win the WWE Cruiserweight title. And Batista... I bet this was supposed to be 2005, not 2006. I'm sorry. I think John might have probably got that worded wrong a bit. Because, yeah, Batista defeated Eddie Guerrero to retain the World Heavyweight title. This was the last ever pay-per-view match for Eddie Guerrero. And, of course, the last birthday Eddie Guerrero Guerrero ever celebrated as well. Jonathan, this wasn't 06. I think this was 05. Actually, I think he might have gotten that a little bit confused. But that's okay. Uh, 13 years ago today, put it at, this is 2006. Kurt Angle makes his TNA debut to confront Samoa Joe. After the brawl broke out between Angle and Joe, Angle grabbed the microphone and said he was not fired from WWE. He quit. Oh, okay. And the first time he wrestled under the dark side gimmick on on Raw since September 1999. Okay. Uh, John said he wants to redo redo that again. Okay. I'm right back. Okay, JD, thank you. Raw hosted the second homecoming show that same night in the main event featured The Undertaker and John Cena in a non-title match. It's Undertaker's first match on Raw since August of 2002 and Undertaker's first match under the dark side gimmick on Raw since September 1999. 
Nine years ago today, put it at 2010, Paul Heyman launches the Heyman Hustle YouTube channel. Two years ago today, put it at 2017 on Roth from Indianapolis, Indiana, two things took place. First, the Cruiserweight title was defended in the main event for the first time ever on Raw, with Kalista defeating Enzo Amore to regain the Cruiserweight title. And it's the first time that Raw closed with a Cruiserweight title match, and the first since 2003 that a Cruiserweight title match closed out a TV show. And also, the Shield reunited by attacking the Miz Taraj, the bar, <clears throat> and the bar and Braun Strowman. It's the Shield's first appearance together since that fateful breakup in June of 2014. Now, it's to some of our birthdays right here. Today's a happy 38th birthday to former WWE Tough Enough winner Daniel Pewter. Happy 48th birthday to former WWE Hardcore champion and former leader of the right to censor Stephen Richards. And today, as of course, as of course I just mentioned here a little while ago, today would have been, and I do thank JD for reminding me of how old he would have been, would have been the 52nd birthday to one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, a WCW Cruiserweight United, and United States champion, an ECW TV champion, a WWF European champion, IC champion, tag team champion, and WWE champion, and also a 2006 Hall of Fame inductee, the one and the only, the late, Latino, he, Eddie Guerrero. In his early life, he was born and raised in El Paso, Texas, graduating from Jefferson High School in 1985. After his graduation, he attended the University of New Mexico, where he entered collegiate wrestling before moving to train to Mexico as a to train for moving to, to train in Mexico as a pro wrestler. There you go. He followed in the footsteps of his brothers and his father. As a little child, he attended the wrestling promotions held by his father, Gord Guerrero, okay. at the El Paso Coliseum. Hey there, J.D. Guerrero's, Guerrero's father allowed him and his nephew, Chavo, to have a wrestling match during intermissions. Just a few days before his marriage to Vicky, Eddie's father, Gory, passed away. They were married on April 24, 1990, after learning that Vicky was pregnant with Eddie's child. Eddie began his wrestling career in 1987 as the original Mascara Magica until departing in 1992 to pursue a career with AAA. Although his the Mascara Magica gimmick was popular, CMLL owned the rights to the character. Guerrero would appear on a telev televised show only to then unmask himself. In Mexico, he wrestled for AAA team with El Hijo de Santo as a new version of La, La Pareja Atomica, the tag team of, 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 course of, of his father, Gory Guerrero, and of course of the legendary El Santo. After Guerrero turned on Santo and joined with Art Barr, the duo was arguably the most hated tag team in Lucha Libre history. Along with Barr, Conan, Chicano Power, and Madonna, <laughs> Guerrero formed the Los Gringos Locos. The Locos feuded with Octagon and yeah. the hair versus mask match. <laughs> World slide in which they lost. Their break would come when they were noticed by Paul Heyman in late 1994, but before they were set to come to ECW in 1995, sadly, Art Barr died on November 23, 1994. Guerrero would begin wrestling in New Japan Pro Wrestling in 1993 and would become more successful in 96 when he won the best of the Super Juniors Tournament of Junior Heavyweights. In his debut match of ECW, Guerrero would capture the ECW TV title from Two Cold Scorpio and would go on to have a have series of matches with Dean Malenko where Malenko beat him for the TV title on July 21, 1995, only for Guerrero to win it back the week after but Guerrero did drop the title eventually to Two Cold Scorpio. The next day, they had their final match, which ended in a draw. 
in a two out of three falls match at the ECW arena. After the match, the locker room emptied and the two were carried around the ring by their fellow wrestlers while the crowd chanted, please don't go. Guerrero debuted in WCW 1989 as a jobber taking on veteran Terry Funk, and he would return for Russell War in 1991, teaming with Ultraman to defeat Call and Rudy Boy Gonzalez. Guerrero would also return to WCW in late 1995 along with Dean Malenko and Chris Benoit, with whom he had worked with in NJPW and also ECW. During his first pay-per-view events, he competed in the dark matches against Alex Wright. His first televised pay-per-view appearances was at World War III, where he competed in the three-ring 60-man World War III Battle Royal for the vacated WCW World Heavyweight title. He was, a final, he was in the final nine competitors until he was tossed out of the ring by, by, by members of the Four Horsemen. Guerrero represented WCW in December 1995 at Starcade. Uh, World Cup of Wrestling in a WCW versus NJPW World Cup tournament, which saw him losing to Shinjiro Otani in the match. The WCW would go on to win the series at, from, at four to three. In 1996, Guerrero received shots at the U.S. title against Conan and Uncensored and Ric Flair at Hog Wild. He feuded with Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen during 1996 after Guerrero's partner Art Anderson turned on him during a tag match against Ric Flair and Randy Savage. In late 1996, he defeated with DDP after defeating him in a match at Clutch of the Champions uh, 33. He started feuding with DDP to steal his nickname of Lord of the Ring, but lost. Guerrero participated in a tournament for the vacated WCW United yeah, States title and defeated DDP in the I final know. round of Stewart to win the WCW United States uh, title in December 1996. In 1997, he would defend the U.S. six. And Chris Jericho, but would drop the title to Dean Malenko. However, after losing the U.S. title, Guerrero focused on the Cruiserweight Championship when he took on Chris uh, Jericho. And Guerrero. Okay. Guerrero won the WCW Cruiserweight title, but he would drop the title to Mysterio of Halloween Havoc and title versus Mask Match, where Mysterio's mask was also on the line. But Guerrero would yeah. regain it back on November 10th, 1997. And also successfully defended against Mysterio at World War III. After defeating Malenko to retain yeah. the title, Guerrero would lose the title the night after the I couldn't sleep. I was tossing and JD, please. Um, I'm, I can't hear myself talk. Yeah, the two in a hair versus hair match with Eddie defeating Chavo, forcing Chavo to I got to tell my doctor. Uh, I got to make sure, however, I got to do certain things to uh, fall through, however. Sorry about that. As he was, uh, uh, we also had trouble in WCW and also had trouble with his drinking and his, and his personal life as well. On August 17, 1998, as he was at the wrestle of Conan, Guerrero cut an unscripted pipe bomb on Eric Bischoff, throwing coffee on himself, where Bischoff threw coffee in real life on Eddie. Guerrero would form the Latino World Order with Hector Garza and Damien. The LWO storyline was completely dropped in, when Guerrero suffered a car accident on New Year's Day in 1999. Guerrero said he was taking GHB to sleep and said he was returning 
to the store to get some eggs, and then he was going 100 miles an hour and fell asleep at the wheel, and he hit a curb and was shot out, shot out of the tunnel. Doctor said that Guerrero wouldn't wrestle again, and was said they'd been out for a year. But about four months later, Guerrero was defined to return to wrestling and looked stronger than ever as he became a founding member of the Filthy Animals alongside Rey Mysterio and Conan. They defeated the Deadpool at Road Wild and Fall Brawl and then feuded with the Revolution, where the Revolution beat them at Mayhem. But Eddie's, Eddie's <coughs> personal after the accident was still brewing. Uh, Eddie had overdosed and took pain pills while visiting his family for Christmas yeah. in 1989. But Eddie was okay. He would leave WCW after Vince Russo was fired at WCW Booker and would be replaced by Kevin Sullivan. He, Chris Benoit, Dean Malenko, and Perry Saturn all would leave WCW and they would sign a contract with the WWF. On January 31st, 2000, they made an impact on Rawls War, destroying the New Age Outlaws, Me Street invited Captain's Jack in the storyline. People had requested that if all four of the Rackles won, won their respective matches, they would all have they would all have jobs. Eddie yeah. teamed up with Perry Saturn to take on the New Age Outlaws. Ready performed his frog splash off the top rope on Billy Gunn. Eddie dislocated his elbow. Oh, Tony showed up. Where are the fighting, you jerk? As a result, he was sat on for several weeks. Burrow and Saturn had originally been booked to defeat the New Age Outlaws. Despite losing the group, he was given contracts by Triple H and turned heel by attacking Cactus Jack. Eddie would be a manager for the record Eddie would score his first win in WWE by defeating Rikishi via okay. forfeit. After recovering right, from we'll the Eddie would feed with China and began pursuing the After defeating the WrestleMania 2000, she would join Eddie to help him win the European title yeah, over Chris Jericho on April 3rd, 2000. China said that she couldn't resist Eddie's yeah. Latino heat. Eddie would defend the European title against yeah. S.A. Rio and his former friends Perry Saturn and Dean Malenko. The two would slowly begin to become popular with the fans, but SummerSlam China would win the United States. I need to put the like, thing, like a thing in my hand or whatever. There's a needle in my hand and everything. Yep. Yeah. Okay. In a mixed tag team match with feature her and Venus. Eddie would regain the IC title on September 4, 2000, a triple threat match defeating China and Kurt Angle. China was upset. Eddie, Eddie calls him Eddie the last shot at her, and he was upset that she was posted yeah, for play. Ladies and gentlemen, my apologies here. The ice fan apparently is not realizing that, he, that he's talking on, I guess he's talking on the phone here. Well, uh, I think so I figured I know what's going on. All right, I gotta get back on the air. Right, love you too. Right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Sorry about that. Uh, like I said, uh, JD probably didn't realize that he was talking on the phone while while I was talking. Uh, so uh, yeah. But the engagement would be called off when Guerrero was caught showering showering with two of the Godfather's hoes. Guerrero would turn heel and reunite with the Radicals to take on the Reformed DX. At the 2000 Survivor Series in a traditional elimination match and tried to assist Triple H in his match with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Guerrero was later defeated mm-hmm. by Billy Gunn for the IC title on the Thanksgiving episode of SmackDown. In early 2001, Guerrero tried to win back the IC title over Jericho. Jericho retained the IC title 
and no way out in a fatal four-way match over, of course, even including X-Pac and Chris Benoit. At WrestleMania 17, Guerrero won his second European title over Test, but dropped the title to Matt Hardy. At this point, Guerrero developed an addiction to pain medication, sent him a 1999 car accident, and was set to rehab in May of 2001. His wife, Vicky, threatened to divorce him. In November 2001, Guerrero would be arrested for drunk driving and would be released three days later from the WWE. Guerrero hit rock bottom but started wrestling uh, on the independent circuit after his release from WWE and also found religion from staying away from painkillers and alcohol. Guerrero won the International Cruiserweight title on February 24, 2002 at the WWE, defeating Juventud Guerrero and Psychosis. And he also defeated CM Punk and Rey Mysterio on March 1st, 2002 to win the IWA Mid-South Heavyweight title. The next night would drop the belt to CM Punk. Guerrero vacated the WWA Cruiserweight title after announcing his return to the WWE in April of 2002. Guerrero returned to the WWE on the April 1st, 2002 edition of Raw as a member of the Raw roster attacking RVD. And at Backlash, Guerrero captured his second IC title over RVD in a series of rematches in where Guerrero gained the upper hand, RVD would win back the title for the second time in the latter match. Guerrero was set to battle Stone Cold Steve Austin, but due to personal problems between Austin and WWE, Austin walked out on June 10, 2002, after refusing the job to Brock Lesnar. Guerrero and his friend Chris Benoit would be traded to SmackDown, where both men, both men didn't team up, but Guerrero would team up with his nephew Chavo, where their motto would be lying, cheating, and stealing. Their vignettes so were showing them having a pool party, also playing golf and pulling girls from their boyfriends. In November 2002, they would win the tag team titles over Benoit and Kurt Angle and Edge and Rey Mysterio of the 2002 Survivor Series. The, the Guerreros held the belts and were very popular with the fans because of their lying, cheating, and stealing. They would lose the belts to Team Angle in February of 2003 after Chavo was down to because of an injury. Eddie would find Tajiri as his replacement. They defeated Team Angle at Judgment Day in the latter match to win back the WWE Tag Team oh. title. After they dropped the titles of Team Angle, Eddie turned on Tajiri, and also he, all they wrestled as a heel. The fans still cheered for him, and he won the U.S. title at Vengeance 2003 over Chris Benoit. Eddie would hang on to the U.S. title, but would then defeat with John Cena coming back as a fan favorite. Eddie defeated Cena in a, in a parking lot brawl match with help from Chavo Guerrero. Eddie and Chavo would regain the tag team titles in September 2003, making Eddie a double champion. Eddie would drop both belts the next month, first to the Big Show at No Mercy and the Bashan Brothers the night after No Mercy. Chavo would then blame Eddie and started to berate him. Chavo turned on him in January 2004 and challenged him to a match at the Royal Rumble with Eddie defeating him. Four days later, Eddie won the first ever 15-man SmackDown Royal Rumble, the last eliminating Kurt Angle and gained a title match against Brock Lesnar in No Way Out in 2004. On February 15, 2004, with help from Goldberg, Eddie won the WWE title over Lesnar. He was successfully retained the belt at WrestleMania 20 against Kurt Angle. He would also defend the title on the WWE draft against Triple H and had regular title matches against Chavo Guerrero, Rey Mysterio, and Mr. T. At Judgment Day, he suffered a bloodbath and when he took on JBL for the WWE title, as JBL brutally beat him with a steel chair and busted for the open. Eddie recovered from this, but would lose the title in the Texas Bull Road match JBL of the Great American Bash. Kurt Angle would interfere in his rematch and cost Eddie the title. Eddie and Angle feuded at SummerSlam with Angle, getting revenge for the loss he suffered at WrestleMania. In 2005, the team with Rey Mysterio to win the tag team titles over the Basham brothers. The group was having issues constantly at the rate, defeated Eddie too many times. 
Eddie and Ray dropped the titles to MNM at Madison Square Garden in 2005, and Eddie turned heel for the first time since 2003, attacking Ray Mysterio on Judgment Day. Ray would defeat Eddie by DQ. Despite Eddie turned heel, Ray continued to defeat him at the Great American Bash and SummerSlam in a ladder match, despite Eddie using mind games with Ray Mysterio, in which he was saying that he was actually Dominic's uh, real father, was Dominic the son of Ray Mysterio. Eddie would finally defeat Rey Mysterio on the first Friday Night SmackDown in a steel cage match. Eddie would be the number one contender for the World Heavyweight title and start show signs of a face turn by teaming up with champion Batista. At no mercy, Batista retained the title over Eddie. Eddie would become a face after Batista surprised Eddie with Eddie's low rider. Eddie fought his final match on November 11, 2005, taking on Mr. Kennedy in the Survivor Series qualifying match with Eddie winning by DPU using his old lion cheating stealing tackles. After the match, Kennedy attacked Eddie with a carry run to qualify that. Eddie's last time on TV would be when Batista checked on him on November 12, 2005. Eddie and the rest of the superstars flew to Minneapolis. Eddie would sit with his nephew Chavo as they watched the movie together. Chavo said that Eddie didn't seem well. I think John might still be posting this here, folks. So give us just a minute. They checked into, uh, into the Marriott Hotel with Chavo and Eddie going their way together. They promised to train to the, at the gym with Chris Benoit the next morning. Eddie would call Chavo, Chavo up saying that he had to talk to him. Chavo came to the hotel room and told Eddie that he needed to talk. Let's see, John. Eddie said that he was fine, but on the morning of November 13, 2005, Chavo was woken up. Security said that Eddie had missed a few phone calls. Eddie was found passed out in the bathroom floor. Chavo said that Eddie was warm, but was also cold. And Eddie sadly died in Chavo's arms. Chavo called a few friends, including Benoit. And then the decision was made to do a raw tribute show for Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Uh, and where superstars in June took time out to talk about Eddie Guerrero, the one that the most was Chris Benoit's emotional speech. I would agree with that. Yeah, I thought it was Other than Chavo, other other than anybody in Eddie's family, Kristen Wall was definitely the one that really, that really, really. This meeting of them is unbelievable. On November 18, 2005, Batista drove Eddie's lowrider and placed a world heavyweight title belt over Eddie's on the hood of Eddie's lowrider as well. Okay, JD, thank you very much. JD will be back here momentarily. Uh, and uh, and sorry, like I think JD had to go for it, so I mean, I guess he had stuff like this one, say, uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. uh, 
the main event, Chris Benoit defeated Triple H in that match and recreated the WrestleMania 20 scene when, with Benoit Malenko raising their hands together in where Guerrero, wow. Guerrero and Benoit did it, both raising their respective belts in the air. Similar to when Benoit won the triple threat match over, of course, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. After Guerrero, afterwards, Guerrero was used posthumously in storylines where Rey Mysterio entered at number two in the 2006 Royal Rumble and won the whole thing, similar to what Vince McMahon did in 1999. Guerrero would be posthumously inducted to the 2006 Hall of Fame, and Guerrero's storyline would be cemented as Ray won the World Heavyweight title at WrestleMania 22. We all remember that was a tremendous moment right there indeed. And John says that's all he's got for the history and birthdays here for tonight. So, John, we thank you very much, sir, sir. And J.D., of course, uh, we'll be back here momentarily. We do thank him for the wrestling news and views here for tonight as well. Let's give you the number one more time here, folks. Of course, one 605 5620444 caller ID 138055pound. This is episode 738 of WWS Revolution, of course, for Wednesday, October the 9th, 2019. Mr. WWS Chad Hinshaw, of course, the Iceman, Jared Girolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie here with you here tonight. Uh, John is also reporting a celebrity note here. Today, uh, a celebrity would have had a birthday. Ah, yes. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. And John did confirm this. Today would have been the 79th birthday of one-fourth of the legendary rock band, The Beatles, the one and the only John. And goodbye. Yes. Goodbye. So, 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 ladies and gentlemen, today would have been the 79th birthday of John Lennon today. Happy birthday up there in heaven to the one and the only And Walter beat Kushida. All right. And thank you, Fonzie. Undefeated. Uh, he remains undefeated, Walter. Okay. Thank you very much, sir. Uh, Fonzie, mm-hmm. you ready for Okay. Uh, <clears throat> of course, now, gentlemen, let's go ahead and get right into, of course, our talk here. Uh, of course, as far as as far as far you know, of course, uh, what happened with Hell in a Cell. Uh, of course, we did talk about a lot of matches that stand, of course, from having to do with Monday Night Raw. Of course, we will, of course, now talk aim towards some of the matches that did that did have like an impact, of course, on uh, as far as SmackDown is concerned. Uh, let's go ahead and bring those bring those here to you. Um, and of course, JD's back. On, JD, we have you back on the line. Thank you. Uh, we will welcome you back. And just in the nick of time, so you will be first here in our discussion. As of course we do start off with a match that lasted, of course, one of the matches that we knew about, of course, going into this coming this 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 past Sunday. Uh, of course, it ended in 16 minutes and 45 seconds. Pete Dunne and Priest was Larry is next week for U.S. Uh, um, okay. championship for next week. Okay. okay, who is it? Who is it again? I mean, uh, for. 
something uh, Pete Dunn versus Priest. Yeah. yeah. The it's fight the in next week. But was it the U was it the UK title match or something? What? What some like that. Yeah, some like that. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Let's go ahead and get started here with this. Um, but JD, I'll start with you here, sir. In sixty minutes forty five seconds, match was later changed from a regular tag team to a tornado tag team match. As we saw Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns defeat the reunited Eric Rowan and Luke Parker. JD, your thoughts about this match, please. Yeah, this wasn't a surprise, however, you saw this happen, however, mind you. I mean, we knew Daniel Bryan and uh, Roman were going to try to coexist with one another against the Bludgeon Brothers, Harper and Rowan. Uh, this was okay, but uh, there were some clunky spots a little bit here and there, some, but I mean, it was okay, but it went on a little too long, I thought, however. But overall, I mean, giving them 15 to 17 minutes was a little surprising. I thought they would give them 10 to 12, maybe 12 and a quarter, just like 12 and a half, almost. 13 minutes, but instead they went a little longer than they were supposed to. But still, it is what it is. But uh, that being said, uh, now the question is, how are, what's going to happen with all four of these guys from here with the shake-up draft coming up in less than 48 hours? We're going to find out. Well, thank, you. thank you very much, J.D. Fonzie, what's your take here on the Tornado Tag match? We saw Daniel and Ro- Roman defeat uh, Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Uh, this was a pretty good match. Um, this was an awesome match, I think, besides, uh, Seth Rollins' (laughs) match. No, the Becky Lynch match. I'm sorry, the Becky Lynch match. This was the second good match, so. Okay, okay, thank you there. Thank you there, Fonzie. Uh, uh, and uh, let's, let's see what John had to say about this. While we do so, ladies and gentlemen, I, apparently I have an update here coming in here uh, through our Raw Rant panel chat box here. Uh, apparently from MLD, of course, as you know, ladies and gentlemen, son Caleb, of course, is, uh, is um, uh, of course, a very proud member of his football, local football team up in Palmyra, Virginia. Uh, she sends this message, however, uh apparently uh they had their first loss tonight unfortunately and he is actually taking it very hard for his team and she has asked for us to say some prayers for him and his team tonight so we will gladly do so here in the radio network here of course for like i said michelle's son caleb who of course as you know is our wws junior heavyweight champion he's also of course uh um uh, also, of course, our youngest WWS Hall of Fame, of course, was inducted last year. Uh, we do say our, we do extend, of course, myself, JD, John, and Fonzie do extend our thoughts and prayers to, uh, to to Michelle and her son, and of course his team, and also their families and everything like that. But but I mean, I lost I lost I lost something something. Um, by the way, I got to mention here to you. I mean, suffer your. Suffering your first one there like that does kind of. Uh, I'm sure he is going to take that kind of hard, but that's of course. I'm sure he he knows that he'll just have to. Uh, he he just got knocked off the horse. He's going to jump right back up, brush the dust off, and get back and try it again. He's a very determined young man. I'm sure we can all agree with that too. So so Caleb, like I said, my friend, 
you have our thoughts and prayers in the radio network, you and your team. Uh, but just like I said, just just keep it, just keep a stiff, uh, keep a stiff upper lip, and keep a and keep your chin up. Like I said, you still got a long way to go, my friend. Absolutely, still got a long way to go. So there you go. So, and we hope to hear from MLD, of course, as well as Nanny from Oak Park this Friday on Revolution. By the way. Uh, and of course, I've just now extended this mention to MLD that we have sent her her sent prayers in their general direction. Uh, John says about this match it was a brutal match. He said this one should have been a tag team match inside Hell in a Cell. Uh, and John and John believes that and, and Fonzie I'm sure feels a whole lot better. Uh, but John says here Daniel Bryan he thinks Daniel Bryan has returned to his whole old ways. He's posted the question: Has he returned to his old ways? Who knows? I say it's a right now because you don't know if you can trust them or not. Right, and well, that's that's a good that's a good point of view. Uh, Fonz, your your thoughts? Do you think do you think Daniel Bryan has gone back to his old ways, or do you think this might be a kind well, of a... as two nights before, like what happened with Friday night, um, the lumberjack match between Eric Rowan and uh, Roman Reigns, and Daniel Bryan was in commentating with Corey Graves and Michael Cole when Luke Harper tried to interfere. Well, it was nothing, you know, if it's a lumberjack match, anything can happen. Uh, he helped Roman Reigns, and he shake his hand in the ring like a gentleman. Then they went on Sunday to face Luke Harper and Eric Rowan. Like I said, this was the greatest match ever, and I it should have been no holes bar because it went out of control. And when Roman Reigns speared Eric Rowan, who yeah, Eric Rowan or Luke Harper off the three decks table on ringside, yeah, you know, that should have been a no holes bar. But then after the match was over, they both shake hands and gave both of them the hug, and they went off. That's it. They went off right. in their separate ways after the match was over. So um, we'll see what happens with this. You know, was this take place? Is this going to re rematch in the Survivor Series? Like I said. Buried a live match, possibility, could be, or or no hose bar, like I said, you know. But let's see what happens. Good point there, Fonz. Um, absolutely, thank you very much, here, sir. And John said before and more, before we go to the next match, you wanted to mention uh, Dodgers are still leading their game three nothing. Yeah, I know. He want, but he wanted us to. He wanted to mention it too. So. <laughs> and I do have an update on the by the way, guys. Uh, go ahead, JD, please. All right. Our first match of the night, however, is Private Party versus the Young Bucks in an AEW Tag Team Tournament match. Surprisingly, Private Party beat the Young Bucks, believe it or not, however. Next, Chris Jericho came out with his entourage of Santana, Ortiz, Jake Hager, and Sammy Guevara. 
They are now known as the inner circle, believe it or not. And at one point, oh, however, God. yeah, they basically chanted before that, we the people in Boston, they were in Boston University tonight, however, at the Guinness Arena, however, Jericho basically said in his words, however, and basically told him, however, uh, basically, where is it, however, it was a bad idea from Bagrave and all that's gone, however. He said Cody was born into a wrestling family with a silver spoon in his mouth. He called him entitled, said he didn't like him or his family. He said Dusty Rhodes was a jerk and that Dustin Lamar would kick his ass later tonight. And then he would also kick the crap out of, or so I say, shit out of Cody at full gear. Next, Darby Allen took on Jimmy Allen in a number one contenders match, however, mind you. Darby Allen won, however, mind you, however, with him in a win and will now face Jericho next week in Philly. Meanwhile, the women's match, Rhea Priestley and Ima Sakura took on Riho and Britt Baker. The home Britt Baker and Riho won, however, as Baker applied looked like a rings of Saturn with a mandible claw for a tap out victory. Afterwards, Priestley and Baker had a standoff, however, and brawled a bit hard, but Riho and Baker sent her packing quickly, however, mind you. We then uh, see a video vignette for the best friends who hug in a park. Jen Sturger is at ringside. They were asked about the upset earlier tonight, how they were feeling going into next week. They deferred the question to Orange Cassidy, however, who showed up later, giving a thumbs up. And then that leads us to our semi event John Moxley <laughs> with Tully Blanchard. Uh, John Moxley surprisingly won, however, mind you, however, believe it Spears taught Moxley with his 10-finger bit and tried to farm him to carry facebreaker, but Moxley reversed it into a paradigm shift. Afterwards, Kenny Omega came out on the stage with a fan and broom that was wrapped in barbed wire. Moxley threw the bat, however, to uh, Moxley threw the bat. I guess Omega, they had a standoff. Pac ran from behind and hit Omega with the chair to the back with the spine of the chair. Moxley was not very happy, looking upset, watching the back, leaving Omega to recover. And then we go to the main event, Chris Jericho and Sammy Guevara versus Hangman Page and Dustin Rhodes. Uh, let's just say how, once again, Jack yeah. the Bruce Effect elbow, how it took out uh, Dustin with the uh, lariat. Afterwards, they began to beat down Dustin. Hangman Page got involved with he and Jake pulled on the ramp towards the back. Page threw a chair that bounced off Hager's elbow and head. Jericho Guevara continued to beat down Dustin until the lights went out. Cody Rhodes showed up. He then hits crossroads on Guevara, but Santana Ortiz come up to tip the odds back in Jericho's favor. MJF runs down, hits Ortiz and Santana with chairs, but Jericho puts him down with a code breaker. The Bucks then come out and take down Santana Ortiz, but Jericho is able to escape to the outside. Cody Dustin recovers in the ring, but Jericho gets attacked by Darby Allen on the outside. He then rolled down the ramp on a skateboarder and took down Jericho, and then hit him with a skateboard right across the back, and Jericho was not happy. He grabbed the microphone at the inner circles, taking control, and then he will see Cody at full gear in Baltimore and Darby next week in Philadelphia, both in Philly and Baltimore, and that's where we end the show. Okay. Thank you there, J.D., with that. Baltimore, that's pretty good show. All right, very good. And we'll be there. We have this time before the show took place. Our Joey Janela versus Kidman announced tonight after the dynamite. However, Peter Avalon, the librarian versus Kip Saban and Sunny Kiss at a triple threat. Cheap Red Sox and Bruins heat by the librarians. Lavia Bates, a.k.a. Uh, Blue Pants, is an attractive woman. Kiss got a huge baby face reaction. Crowd on to Saban as much as I thought they would be. Kiss and Kate Saban are super athletic. 
Avalon's there for comedy first, but my brain's starting to get involved a little. Starting to get involved a little. Avalon keeps trying for pins after kissing Sam worked each other over. Uh, Sam with the Twitch record slam for the pin. Your winner, Kip Saban. Thank you, thank you very much, RJD, for that. We appreciate that. And we'll get show, wrestling dark show, which uh, they usually tape. I think it's sort of like a pre-show to the main show, like they did with Velocity back in the day. And then last night, how it was weird. However, they uh, actually did their premiere show last night. How and here's what we saw last night after dark. Darby Allen took on Seema. The Lucha Brothers, Angelico and Jack Evans defeat the best friends in the private party. Allie and Britt Baker defeated Bea Priestley and Penelope Ford. And SCU defeated the Jurassic Express. Okay. Thank you, thank you very much, J.D., for that. And uh, we'll, we'll get more personal opinions about both NXT and AEW for us tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack. Be sure to check us out at 9 o'clock for that, 138-521-POUND, with our live mm-hmm. video feed of CUS Ultimate Competition. Okay, next matchup here we'll talk about. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I will mention this. As far as our prediction title challenge was concerned, this following match I'm about to mention here was not added on because it was not added on until after the show started. So we, I did not get a chance to ask everybody what their thoughts <laughs> about this match, about, about, about who was going to win this match, make great predictions about this. So this one, everybody got a free point in the prediction title challenge. Uh, so I, I figured that was well-deserved because, like I said, we didn't, as you know, of course, like I said, a lot of these were added on right before the show started. This one was added right after the show started. So, and anyway, but let's get everybody's thoughts and opinions about it. It has ended in 12 minutes and 10 seconds. We saw Randy defeat Mustafa Ali. JD, your thoughts here, please. Which one was this one? Orton versus Ali. The one that everyone got oh, the free oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they just keep burying Ali. I mean, why? However, I have no idea. I mean, how much longer are they going to continue to, uh, like I said, however, however, like I said, we'll have to wait and see what happens next, however, mind you. But that being said, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, shit, I mean, Ali has been up and down at times, so but they've got to start doing something with Ali, and hopefully with this shakeup they can. Warren, how much longer are they going to keep him wrestling, or how long is he going to continue wrestling? We'll have to wait and see. Okay, thank you there, J.D. Fonzie, your take on Randy Orton versus Ali, which was added right after Helen Sale started on Sunday. Uh, um, this was okay. Mm-hmm. That's all okay. I gotta say. Okay. All right. Um, hey Chad, before we continue with. Um, with that, I have an, um, all the results for NXT tonight. Okay. If just you want to know. Okay. Let's get done with this and then we'll talk about that. I'll let you, I'll give you the floor on that after we talk about okay. it. Okay. Yes. But, but, but thank you, Fonzie. We appreciate that. Yeah. I, like I said, again, in advance, I want to thank the Iceman for, for keeping up, of course, with AEW tonight, as well as Fonzie keeping up with NXT tonight. So I appreciate that, gentlemen. Thank you very much. Um, but anyway, Fonzie, your take on Orton versus Ali. Uh, we saw Orton defeat Ali in 12 minutes and 10 seconds on Sunday. This was a good match. This mm-hmm. was a good match. Okay. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, uh, John John uh, John says this match was okay, and 
I think for the last minute thing you said that he didn't really have any other comment about this particular one that we're talking about. Okay. Okay, dope. Next matchup here, of course, involved another matchup that was just added right before Hell in Cell. In 10 minutes and 25 seconds, we saw brand new WWE Women's Tag Team Champions crown as the Kabuki Warriors, Asuka and Carl Sane, defeated the team of Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross. JD, your thoughts here, please. Yeah, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens next, however, with these four. However, obviously, the Kabuki Warriors now looks like they're going heel, especially with Asuka doing the three misting a la Tajiri and Muda. The question is, how much longer are they going to continue this uh, thing with the mist, teller? Uh, Kari Sane, I don't think, was real impressed with what Oscar's done the last couple times. Maybe I'm reading into it. Maybe I'm not reading into it. What happens? Time will tell. But uh, that being said, uh, now, of course, the question is, how, uh, what happens next, teller? I mean, who's the next team up, teller? Is it going to be the same team? Is it going to be someone else like the Super Marauders that Billy Kane pissed him Payne Royce? Is it going to be... Uh, possibly someone else, like maybe uh, Sasha and Becky, uh, Bailey. We don't know yet. We'll have to wait and see what happens. Thank you very much, sir, J.D. Fonzie, your take on the women's tag team title match we saw the Kabuki Warriors become the new women's tag team champions. This was okay match. You know, mm-hmm. thank God, thank God the Kabuki Warriors, you know, finally the Finally, they wrestled after so many, so many months. I don't know when's the last time they wrestled. And hopefully, it will be more tag team girls coming in. Hopefully, we'll probably will see Charlotte versus Charlotte and Becky Lynch teaming up for to win the titles. Possibility could be. We'll see. Don't don't know. Um, I would have liked that. I would have liked that. That would have been nice. The 10-time women's champion and the man, you know, going against the tag team champions. And they might walk out with four titles, if you could say, two titles. They might be two two (laughs) two-timers. So we'll see. Good good point of view there, Fonz. Thank you. Uh, John, your thoughts on the women's tag team title match? She says, he says the following, about time that the Kabuki Warriors got their due. He did his research with the Japanese women holding tag team titles. This is the first time since June of 1988 when the Jumping Bomb Angles, who were Japanese women, won the original WWF women's tag team titles. I do remember that, yes. John says he loves the new attitude of Kari and Asuka. John says he believes they needed that. I think so. Yeah, I think this is a real good boost. Indeed, I would agree with that, John. Very good point. Be thinking on that. Next matchup here, we'll talk about here, guys. Two more. We got two more to go here. Um, as we go to the next one here in 12 minutes and 40 seconds, and I'm sure JD was glued to his seat whenever he saw this one. Uh, of course, that's just a pun. I don't think he actually really gave a darn about this match, but we'll talk about it anyway. In 12 minutes and 40 seconds, you saw Chad Gable defeat Court Jester Corbin. Uh, JD, your thoughts here, please. Yeah, I mean, thank God finally Chad Gable got a win. I'm tired of seeing that little clown shoes, wedding singer, bald headed little vest wearing, dress up little uh, Vince McMahon puppet, kiss ass, blowhard. Corey Bay suck up. 
just uh, continue to run roughshod over anybody and everybody. And now they're saying, oh, they got a new name for Chad Gale with Shorty. Yeah, let's do stupid jokes like that, Vince. Let's see how that's uh, really uh, pleased with your audience are by making fun of a guy, however, who was uh, at one time involved with him and Jason Jordan, and they were going to be at one time possibly next to Charlie Haas and Sheldon Benjamin, the world's greatest tag team 2.0, or maybe the new version of it, with maybe uh, trying to get over as a decent summer team and maybe have Kurt Angle be their manager or trainer or coach. Yeah, great thinking, Vince. And meanwhile, how we hear all the same crap with uh, whole, the whole thing involving, like I said, with Corbin. It's just enough is enough. I'm hoping this is the end of the feud with these guys. I really do. I would agree with that 110%. And as I said, before I get to Fonzie's thoughts here, I got to say this one thing. You heard me say this the other week after this situation, after this thing here with, with between Gable and Corbin, after what happened on SmackDown. I'm going to say that I said this two, several, a couple weeks ago, and I'm going to say it again. We will never, ever on this show in any form put down Chad Gable ever again. I've only said that because, like I said, if anybody right now who's given Corbin the Corbin, you know, the beatdown that he deserves, this young man right here, and I'm glad they're finally giving him some sort of decent push. And Gable deserves it. Gable really deserves it. Really sticking it to Corbin, I really think he does deserve it and all that. And I wish for once that he jerked. And this is my personal opinion: that Gable takes the scepter away from Corbin and goes over and knocks knocks uh, Corey, Corey Graves' block off. I love to see someone just take him down. That's my personal opinion. There you go. All right, Fonzie, your take here in 12 minutes 40 seconds or so. Chad Gable get by uh, get by Port uh, Jester Corbin. Your thoughts here, please. Uh, I gotta agree with JD. Okay. <laughs> and ladies and gentlemen, I'm not referring to. I know that he's referring to himself as King Corbin since he won King of the Ring. But like I said, ladies and gentlemen, the way this douchebag has been trying to get this this cheap win one after another and all that, even almost picking up the Universal Title a couple pay per views ago and all that stuff in in traditional uh, douchebag fashion. This man is no king. This man is a total douche. And he will always be a douche until he starts bucking up a little bit and start having having something that I think we all have here in this room, but this guy doesn't have, and that is a set of balls. That's all I've got to say about that. Yes. I'm sure y'all would agree with that, too. But <clears throat> that's, about, that's my, in my view. And John says, who came up short this time, Corbin? You did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and well, Cor well, like I say, Cor Corbin has a. Actually, JD, I'm gonna I'm gonna do you a solid here. I've been doing this nickname on you for a while. I'm gonna take that nickname away from you because because you, because like I said, uh, as I said before, you truly want somebody that's got more balls than this douche does. But ladies and gentlemen, Corbin is our new tiny pecker. There you go. Yeah. He doesn't have a pecker. <laughs> tiny. There you go, right? Yeah, there you go. So, but good point, good point of view there, me. So, so JD, you, so JD, I think, I think we'll get, and and guys, we won't, we won't call JD that again. JD, you have my word. I won't say that to you again. But there you go. I, 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 I owe you one anyway. So there you go. We're, 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 we're solid. Okay, there we go. Anyway, <laughs> next match here, the last match we're talking about here, of course, in Hell in the Cell was the SmackDown Women's Title match in 10 minutes and 15 seconds. Oh, yeah. 
finally have once again the Spruce Nightdown Limits champion as finally somebody has has, has shut the uh, the over the the oversized ponytail uh, Bailey, and that is of course uh, the queen herself, the one and the only Charlotte Flair. JD, your thoughts about this match, please? Hold on, I'm right there. Okay. And ladies and gentlemen, and ladies and gentlemen, JD JD has got a full moon out now talk about uh charlotte and uh bailey i mean do we really need to see charlotte flair once again kiss vince's ass to win for the 10th time i mean why they just continue to give it to vince oh that's right because vince has a thing for blondes however because obviously however he's a dirty old horny little uh, racist bigoted bastard is what he is meanwhile bailey i mean she did try however but of course being near her hometown once again they found a way to put the screws into her even though bailey's had mixed reactions and showing it up again with her so-called good friend sasha banks but you know what Howard? it's start it's time to start giving other people an opportunity you know like i mentioned ember moon give her an opportunity naomi i mean you look at those two right now. I mean, there's obviously two of them. I mean, Naomi's got a thing with the Usos, obviously, but they haven't done anything with Naomi in quite a while. However, Ember Moon has been really kind of in the freezer as of late. I mean, who else is out there that could challenge that belt? I mean, seriously, they got to start doing some other people or maybe bring up people from NXT. I don't care if it's uh, Dakota Kai, Shayna Baszler, Kansas LeRae, Io Shirai. I mean, it's it's time to start looking at uh, other people getting an opportunity to go after that belt. But of course, Vince Tower always has to be turning to Charlotte Tower or Alexa because those are his golden gooses. It's like, come on, enough is enough already. Well, I would agree with that. I mean, I definitely would agree. Absolutely. Fonzie, your take on the SmackDown women's title match is we saw Charlotte pick up the belt over Bailey. I would agree with JD. Okay. All right. And let's see what John has to say here. John says, congrats to Charlotte becoming the first woman to become a 10-time women's champion, even though uh, uh, John says uh, you, J.D., and him have disagreements about her. She does deserve that achievement. So there, there yeah, you go. Yeah, but sometimes we kiss the ass of managers to get her away. Come on. Yeah, so certainly. Absolutely. I would agree. Absolutely. And, and, the one, and one aspect about this I will bring up, before we go any further, and, and I do thank you, JD, for bringing this to my attention the other day, that they have got to really, really revamp their pre-show panel. They really got to. And what I mean, by, what I mean by that is one, and talk about, and you've heard me say this on this show too. Speaking of douchebags, Sam Roberts has got to go. Yes. Seriously, he has got, he has got. To but every time I let me tell you something. Every time I read, I highlight this on Wikipedia. I cannot believe that they got him listed as a WWE personality. That is personality. a that's you a joke and a half. It's a joke and a half. Yeah. Uh, you know yeah. what that is though? I told us the Fonzie. You know who he had on? I think it was. was it, I think it was yesterday or today. I think it's yesterday. Is it yesterday or today? He had everyone's spirit. Corbin on his show. Well, of course he did. What, 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 welcome to, welcome to Buck Kid Radio, your host, Sam Roberts. 
episode 738 of Revolution for, of course, uh, Wednesday, October 9th, 2019. Mr. W7US, Chad Hinshaw, the Iceman, Jared DiGirolamo, the Human Suplex Machine, John Gross, and the Heartbreak Kid, Fonzie, here with you here tonight. Uh, Fonzie, I believe, did have an update about the match for NXT. Go ahead. Before we get, because I want to hear what JD has to say about Raw. We're going to do that tonight. I want to hear what he has to say. But before we do that, let's get Fonzie's. And Fonzie, just a quick rundown here, of course, of, of yeah. who won each match on NXT, please. Please go ahead. Okay. Um, all right. Hold on one second. Let me. Um, Leo Rush is your new Cruiserweight champion. Um, okay. Breeze Dango. Uh, loss to the Forgotten Sons. The Forgotten Sons beat Breeze. Um, like I said, Walter won. Uh, let me see. Hold on one second. Results recap. Okay, hold on. Um, I'm trying to think here. So, it was another match. Uh, oh. Um, JD? Yeah. Okay, no, I got it. I got it. Well, um, I'm strong Yeah, I'm trying to look at... I'm trying to find that. Uh, Rapley... Um, where is it? Wait, hold on. Oh, fuck. Jeez, I hate this shit. Um, yeah, Rapley. <laughs> Rapley uh, challenged Shayna Baszler. Defeated uh, Ali. And uh, via submission, she won that. That was not, you know, a good match. Yeah, like I said, Forgotten Sons defeated a Breeze Dango via pinfall. Uh, that graded D. Uh, uh, what the hell? Uh, Cameron, Cameron Gomez defeated Boa. B-O, B-O. And by via the pinfall as Kayla Dane attacks. That's what it says. I don't know. Um, let me see. Roderick Strong beat Isaac Scott, uh, uh, Isaiah Scott. Uh, and the VM Dream. And they said. Uh, for next week, um, yeah, was, uh, let me try to say, hold on one second. Yeah, um, Dakota, Dakota lost to, is that a women's champion, JD? Is that a women's uh, fight? Yeah, yeah I'll, I'll, I'll take it from here, yeah. We got Rhea Ripley, okay. she said, Ayla, like you said. Bizongo, Tyler Breeze, Van Dingo defeated the Fod Sons on the Lost Little Fagan Sons. Cameron Grimes okay. defeated Bowen in seconds. Roderick Sons defeated yeah. Isaiah Scott, however, as you mentioned. 
Uh, next, the Velveteen Dream showed up, and then Tommaso Chiappa showed up. Yeah. Uh, Dakota, Dakota Kai took on Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair won that one. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And Walter defeated Kishara. Uh, Kishara. Yeah, and then next week we got the rubber match between Dominic Jakovic and Keith Lee. Also, we have Damian Priest versus Pete Dunne, plus announced tower Tommaso Chiappa versus Angel Garcia. And Kathy Kelly has announced also in two weeks the rematch for the North American title will be Roderick Strong versus the Velveteen Dream. Okay, there you go. No. Uh, th- thank you very much. We saw the first time between the Dream and Strong. I think they're going to steal the show again. I really do. Oh, you got two great performers. Well, that's why you see what takes place next week. J.D. Fonzie, Fonzie especially, thank you very much, there, gentlemen, for your, of course, review, of course, of AEW and NXT. I can go ahead, Fisher, give you an update. That's what I was doing while I was talking to you. I'm sorry if you heard the deans. But I was talking to uh, the Black Widow Michelle and Dodds, of course, on our chat box earlier. I can confirm the final two spots in the prediction title challenge as far as the belts are concerned. MLD is now your new FMWS Independent Heavyweight Champion, which means now Danny Pamote Park is the new NWA US Midgets Champion. So, so Danny, with all respect, I mean, it's just a belt. That's all it is. And I can't believe these are actually these are actual belts. But but there you have it right there. So I will update that on WWS University coming up here momentarily. Now, the gentlemen, JD, I mean John and Fonzie, let's three of us sit back and relax here. While before that, I will ask JD the monumental question. JD, are you cooled off and are you warmed up? Ready. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen. Of course, this was. Of course, we took a little bit of breather from this last night. We're going to take care of it here tonight. This is, once again, a WWS Radio Network exclusive, as, of course, the Iceman, Jared DiGirombo, of course, is not afraid to give us his thoughts and opinions on everything involving wrestling. Of course, now we'll just say pretty much involving involving WWE, like Raw, SmackDown, NXT, AEW, you name it. He'll talk about it, regardless of whatever it is here. And this past Monday night's Raw, especially coming off the heels of Hell in a Cell, <laughs> Well, I definitely have a lot to say about this, and I can't wait to hear what he has to say. So, ladies and gentlemen, here, and I will go ahead and mention Washington actually just scored a corner John a little while ago. It's now three to one with a potential tying run on the plate. So, you want to make me mention that to you. And now, here is the Iceman, Jared DiGiromo, with the Raw edition once again of the WCWS, the award winning, I should say, by the way. I forgot to mention that. Yeah. The award winning WCWS Ice Ricker. Yes, we are almost to, to let you know real quick the Dodger game. We are almost into, like I said, how are the seventh inning of that one. And I'll let you know some college football. Tuesday night game, Wednesday night game. Appalachian State is leading the University of Louisiana 10 to 7 with 4.39 to go late in the fourth quarter. Just to give you a hint. Ooh, App State, yes. Okay, very good. Yeah, okay. Go ahead, Jay. Yeah. The night after Hell in a Cell was in Bakersfield, California. And after what had happened Sunday, we thought we were going to be feeling pretty good. Froggy, if you will, however to use the term loosely, especially after what happened, of course, on Friday night in Los Angeles. But were we, were we really? To answer the question, no, we weren't. We started, of course, off 
in the last woman standing match between Lacey Evans and Natalia that saw the sassy Southern Belle, or the sassy Southern skank slot, whatever you want to call her, as she ended up basically getting beat at her own game. And Natty, of course, ended up beating Lacey and became the last one. But before that, we saw a beatdown however, of Rusev, if you will, at the hands of the Viper and the so-called King, however. But he fought them off, however, and was standing tall, but it was all said and done. That is until the Almighty himself decided to invade Rusev's life and his home in his marriage yet again. And, of course, he decided to climb in the bed of of, uh, Rusev's house, where Rusev's lovely wife, the Russian Russian herself, the long-legged Lana, however, was awaiting. And, yes, once again, that little blonde bitch, however, decided to take it upon herself with the Almighty to stick it to Rusev, her husband, and make fun of her husband and basically basically find a way to... They're not having fun. And let's just say have a little fun, too, yes. Well, Bobby, guess what? It won't be fun very soon when Rusev gets a hold of you and breaks your scummy little arms and basically twists you into a human pretzel and then afterward deals with his wife out on his terms. Because you, my friend, have done something that you will probably never be forgiven for however after Rusev gets a hold of you, my friend. And that is invade another man's wife and home. So be ready, Bobby. Your judgment day will be coming to you very soon, my friend. Very soon. Then we see Alistair Black say he's ready for a fight, however. And who answers the call, however? Yes, however. The one and only, however. Jinder Mahal's Bollywood boys, however, the somewhat idiots. Slimebag Sunel Singh and his little buddy shithead Samir Singh. And what happened there, boys? Oh, that's right. You basically got your ass kicked inside of less than a minute. So now you can go go crying back to your buddy Juicehead Jackass, Sarah Doising little Muppet Meatball, Jinder Mahal, and say, I got my ass kicked by the Dutch Destroyer. So get ready, however. Whoever's going to be trying to stop this guy, I wish you good luck, because this is a guy I think at some point that could win a championship. I'm not saying he's going to win the Universal title, but at some point he could win some gold. Hopefully win some gold, let's just say. And if I'm Seth Rollins, how I'd be very leery of this guy. This guy is not wanting to play games. Speaking of playing games, yes, we have the porn stash man and his little boy, if you will. Dickhead, Dolphhead, douchebags, they were taking on the Viking warriors of Hanson and Rowe, a.k.a. Eric and Ivar, with an IK and an AR. And yes, the Viking Raiders once again raided, however, and sent a message to the entire eight and the Raw Tag Team Division by basically finally to beat these two gentlemen. So now next week, we're going to see Bobby Roode and Dolph put their gold on the line in the Mile High City against the Viking Raiders. So it's once again wash, rinse, and repeat time, however, for the WWE Paul Heyman and his entire right team of Kevin Dickback, Douchebag Dunn, Vince McMahon, and the entire right staff. So this wasn't a bad match. I said it was pretty good for the most part. It was actually the same best match of the night. But in the end, the Viking Raiders, however, made sure the experience of Mr. Ziegler Rude was not a good one, however. And now, however, I can only feel that next week it's not going to be even a better week for them again when they lose those tag team titles unless they find a way to pull off a cheap victory, 
which they could very well do, but also could lose the belts at the same time. So probably one of the better teams in the company right now who is more, I mean, you may think they're not over, they're not a big team, but I think they're a pretty damn good team. And these guys are been beating up on Ham and Eggers and other guys, Hawkins and Ryder, um, and Jobbers from the independent scene and others are. But in taking on instant, uh, uh, taking on uh, and Sigler and Rude, they kind of send a message to the entire tag team division of Raw that either you join the raid with us, however, or you get victimized. Dolphin and Dolphin uh, Rude, I hate to say it, boys, it's not going to be a pretty show next Monday night in Denver for you guys. It's not. Sorry. Then we go to speaking of tag teams to another match. The Lucha House Party versus the OC of Gallows, Anderson, and AJ. And AJ, Luke, and Carl made short work of the Mexican boys, however, no pun intended, if you will, of Grand Metal League, Lince Dorado, and Calisto. So yes, the U.S. champion, the bald-headed man, Mr. Anderson, and the big, strong, warlord-esque, Luke Gallows, 6'8", six, 6'8 eight, six, eight and a half, the OC, the original club members, once again show how that they still are ruling the roost, so to speak. Even though they've been hot and cold at times, they showed here tonight, they show no mercy on the Lucha House Party. Then we go to Ms. TV, of course, which had Becky and Charlotte come out. And then who shows up? Oh, yes, the Kabuki Wars, Okari Sane and the Empress Asuka. And once again, the Kabuki Wars show how it's just like the night before they was just anything to basically hold on to their titles by spraying the mist into my girl's face. Afterwards, of course, Alexa and Nikki come down and confront them, and it seems like we're going to have a big-time brawl with all four of them yet again. So I would imagine next week how we're going to probably see this match on Raw, possibly maybe this week on SmackDown. You never know. Maybe Friday Night in Vegas. I'll play and see. But having said that, however... I'm surprised the referee, however, hasn't taken any action against the Empress Asuka because of her Muda-esque, Tajiri-like new attitude. But fear not, however, at some point she will may or may not, she may, might get caught, she might not get caught. You never know. What we'll can see. But having said that, mind you, the Kabuki Wars made, <coughs> realized they were for a fight, and they put up a good fight against Becky and Charlotte, even though Becky and Charlotte tried to win the belts. Even though it was not a title, they want to prove to the Kabuki Wars that they're still better than them. But it didn't work out that way, not did it. Then we go to the main event, Ricochet versus Apollo Crews, two good friends, and this wasn't a bad match, although it was short and quick and painless. But here's where I want to go on a little bit of a rant. All night long, we heard about the Gypsy King, Tyson King, Tyson Fury, excuse me, not Tyson King, Tyson Fury. Six foot nine, known as the Gypsy King, confronting the monster among men, Braun Strowman. And we all know what happened last Friday in Los Angeles at the season premiere, and of course it started out as a joke, but escalated to something more. And we all know what's going to happen this Friday, because I'm sure the fireworks are going to start up again there in Las Vegas. Well, I but think that's what But if you ask me, this was absolutely, in a word, pathetic. And I'll tell you why. They hardly even touched each other. They hardly got into a scrape with each other, even though they had to be held back by the other talent, whether it be guys like No Way Jose, EC3, Mojo, uh, Eric Young, Heath Slater, what have you. Now, am I excited to see these two get into a scrape with one another, even though 
Braun was told by Tyson Fury he demanded an apology and Braun didn't feel like it? No, I was not excited by this at all. In fact, I was downright bored to tears and absolutely, just absolutely disgusted that all night long we heard the hype for this, however, and not one time until the end of the night <coughs> we, saw this hap- we saw this apology happen. We didn't see no Seth Rollins. We didn't see no Sasha. We saw no Bray Wyatt except for the end when Bray Wyatt came out after the camera started blowing and attacked Cesaro, which some people said did, in fact, happen. And, well, the, and I can safely say that did happen. But no, we didn't see any one of those guys, last night because of what had happened in Hell in a Cell. Seth, I'm sure, was still feeling the effects after what had happened the night before. Bray was probably still selling the effects of what had happened a little bit from the cell, too, and we all know what happened with Sasha. But anyway, getting back to the Tyson Fury Braun match and encounter, like I said, this was absolutely horrendously bad. If everyone remembers what happened back in the day with Tyson, Mike Tyson, and Sokol Sivas, it was one of the better segments of the night. Fast forward the clock now to 21 years later. And now we've got another boxer versus a wrestler in the form of Tyson Fury and Braun Strong. And there's talk already that we could see all four of these guys team up with the other at Crown Jewel or fight against the other. Am I going to be excited about this? No, I'm not. I'm really not. So once again, <coughs> less than one week after the season premiere of WWE Raw in Phoenix, WWE drops the ball yet again. And it just goes to show you, once again, that Vince doesn't give a damn about about his old, petty, racist, bigoted, uh, blonde-loving, ass-kissing, suck-fest self. So, yeah. Let's see what happens Friday night, Vince, with your shake-up in Vegas and on Monday, this coming next Monday night. Let's see if Raw can still be saved before the year's out. Because right now, as I said already last week, the scoreboard read last week that AEW kicked your ass on the very first night. And I'm sure they did again tonight, not by much, maybe. And if they did by a wide margin, like, unlike la- like they did last week, I'll be surprised. But yeah, once again, Vince, it just goes to show you're so out of touch with everything and getting beat at your own game. <coughs> Excuse me. Sorry about that. So, on a scale of 1 to 10, I give Raw almost a two and a half, close to a three out of ten. Oh, my goodness. Ladies and gentlemen, of course, you could not, we all could not say that but a lot better than that. Uh, of course, like I said, as we said, like I said, J.D. just tells it how he, how he sees it and tells it how he feels. So, ladies and gentlemen, we, there you have it with, the, of course, the award-winning WSWS Icebreaker here tonight. And we do thank the Iceman for bringing that to our attention here indeed. Uh, just a quick, just mention here, one, one uh, to let you know, uh, <clears throat> uh, a couple things. First off, don't forget NWO Wolfpack tomorrow night, uh, 138-521-pound from 9 to 11 p.m. Our live video feed from UFC US Ultimate Competition. News and views, history and birthdays. Uh, I believe the Iceman will not be, be available tomorrow night due to a, a prior commitment. Uh, but... <laughs> We, we, we will get your wrestling news and views, as well as, of course, your history and birthdays. And also, of course, we'll get our th- and, we, and we'll get thoughts from everyone here about, of course, uh, tonight's editions of NXT and AEW. Of course, our personal reactions to that. Uh, of course, uh, um, tomorrow night on Wolfpack. 
Uh, don't forget to forget. Don't forget to check us out. Then one three eight five two one pound. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, due to I need to mention one this one quick thing here. A little programming note. I'm sure as you probably did know, did notice that we did not have an episode tonight of WWS outside the ropes. It was due primarily to I've primarily it was due on due to myself due to me. Uh, of course, as everyone does realize, I will go and mention this out in the open. I'm not ashamed to really talk about it. But uh, <laughs> 2015, and these guys, these guys know about it here. Now, hold on, let me, let me finish my thought here. Um, <clears throat> but these guys know all about it here. I, since 2015, I have been suffering from a very severe back injury. Uh, as to where it came from, we don't know. But, of course, uh, it has been diagnosed. I do have several. Um, I do have a, um, a herniated disc. I have a couple of slipped discs, and I also have spinal stenosis. Uh, the situation, of course, the last couple of days has been a little bit worse for me because my lower back has been in, in we'll just say, a little bit excruciating pain. Um, and I'm sure JD could probably could probably tell you, of course, uh, speaking to him earlier this, this, this afternoon, that I did not sound well. I have since, of course, been able to do some self-treatment and was able to get do it enough so that way we did decide this we did decide the, about the, i would say about an hour i think jd before outside the ropes was set to come on and we decided to push it back to give ourselves time to rest and get things going uh the debate did of course did take place in the revolution tonight uh i do think the Iceman and the heartbreak kid uh earlier tonight on wrestling debate were of course uh for 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 willing to, to for being able to come on and step up in my place in case I was not able to make it on Revolution tonight, I do extend my appreciation to, to them and and they are of course both have received of course a special commendation from me for of course being able to step up here, proving of course ladies and gentlemen uh, a shining example of what the U.S. and WWS stands for as they, of course, remain united, standing to make sure that we keep things going as best as we possibly can here. So, gentlemen, once again, I do extend my appreciation to the both of you. As a result, of course, of what happened, of course, with the fact we did not air outside the ropes tonight, it will be, we will still have it this week. It will be airing this Friday night at 7 o'clock. So, 141-387-POUND, be sure to check us out here from, from 7 to 8, as we, of course, will once again bring you, of course, News from, of course, forlettermania.com. JD will, of course, have us our box office report and some sports headlines as well. Uh, and maybe just it may be just me and uh, uh, John will be able to make it on or not. But uh, but we will have, of course, at least with JD and I will, of course, be bringing all that here to you this Friday night at 7 o'clock, right before the Friday edition of Revolution, which, of course, uh, check that out as well, 138055 pounds. As of course, our live video feed from that will be from true pioneers of wrestling, news and views, history and birthdays. Plus, also we will hopefully get to hear from the Black Widow Michelle Lynn Dodds and and or of course Danny from Oak Park to get their take about what's happening going on here in wrestling here. Of course, with what happened with the pay per view on Sunday, obviously with NXT and AEW. Of course, with Monday Night Raw, and of course we will also be, we will also be uh, uh, talking about uh, and this is one last thing we'll do before we off there. Uh, and we will we will of course be monitoring of course SmackDown and just, uh, right on here as well. Uh, uh, and JD and John did have to go by the way, so John will be back with us tomorrow night on Wolfpack. 
So we thank John for coming on. But JD and Fozzie, I'll just talk, I'll just mention this to you just to get, get, get a couple of quick pieces of uh, a couple of quick opinions here. Your overall take um, as far as uh, what will go down on SmackDown Friday night. JD, we'll start with you. I'm sure we'll have more hype on Crown Jewel besides the shakeup. Uh, we might have Lesnar show up possibly. Uh, I'm sure Kofi's going to demand a return match, however, with. But, uh, Okay. Okay. Uh, uh, thanks. Thank you. Thank you, of course, JD. Uh, Fonzie, your take as what you think was going to take place on SmackDown Friday night? Yeah, it should be exciting. We'll see. Okay. And with okay. the draft and everything, you know. Okay. Uh, nice. All right. Oh, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, a couple of opinion polls that have been po- I posted. One, of course, asking about uh, everyone's thoughts about what their bet- they thought the best match was at Hell in a Cell. And, of course, obviously, we haven't seen a whole lot of response to that. And, of course, it's understandable. But I also posted another one, of course, two nights ago. About, since we saw the uh, confrontation on Monday between uh, Tyson Fury and Braun Strowman, do we see a future match between these two? And believe it or not, we actually got uh, uh, a tie here. Two people are saying that we may that two people are saying two people are saying maybe, and two people are saying yes. So, and it sounds like it's actually going to probably go down. And they're talking about possibly doing it. I think JD, you said a crown jewel. So we'll just have to watch. Yes, if it could happen to crown jewel, you said, or if it happened to survive series game. Yeah, I mean, obviously. Of course, it. I mean, like Velasquez and Lesnar might need up as well here at some point too. So I mean, who knows? And of course, as far as the opinion poll, which I like, said, I figured we did not get a whole lot of response. To uh, the best match at Hell in a Cell 2019. I think it was pretty much academic here. Only we only had two votes here saying that the Raw Women's Title match was the best one. Ultra. So. Um, and this, of course, you can still continue to vote on them if y'all wish, ladies and gentlemen, on the Revolution Radio Facebook page. If you'd like to still offer any thoughts and opinions here about either one of those. Um, also, uh, ladies and gentlemen, as I did mention last night on uh, Revolution as well, that uh, we are still we're, we are still in, the, still in the planning stages of this. But of course, we do now have another another one person has stepped up to make a challenge towards towards a towards somebody else here on our team. And as Mr. Hulkamania has challenged the Iceman to a title versus title match, Bobby has decided to put up his ECWS hardcore title against JD's WWFUS junior heavyweight title in a, I believe, like I say, wrestling jeopardy matchup. And we'll get, I'll get more confirmation on this and we'll get like I said, we'll we'll get JD and Bobby in here. We'll try to plan on that when we'll be able to do that match. Uh, also, of course, uh, JD, if if you would if you'd like to, please, sir, once again give us the specifics as far as the um, as far as the bet that was made between me and uh, the rattlesnake this past Monday, please. Just to emphasize, folks. Please. Yeah. Uh, well, actually, believe it or not, ladies and gentlemen, it will be a very very interesting uh, thing to say, ladies, and you might want to check this out, ladies and gentlemen. But that is, of course, between Tampa and Carolina this Sunday morning in London. 
between Tampa and uh, Carolina. Chad, of course, has Carolina 27-21, and now has Tampa 24-21. The rules are simple. If Tampa should win, however, the Rouse State will take on myself, Fonzie, and, of course, John, for one of our belts, however, if his team wins. If not, however, Carolina wins, then Adele can still choose one of the belts, however, he has to pick one of us to win. And, ladies and gentlemen, during both counts, I will be choosing the belt in question. So, it ought to be a good one there indeed. So, John, JD, JD, John, and Fonzie are definitely watching this also very carefully as well. And, JD, I would also, during during the day, uh, if you can, please, sir, on WSWS Sports Roundup, please keep us up to date as to, of course, I mean, the progress. <laughs> and, of course, what I found interesting in what you told us, what you told us on Monday, JD, I got to mention this as well, that even though it's going to be in London, it's considered a home game for Tampa. Quite. Now, JD, tell me, tell me how that works. If they're overseas, I think, yeah, I think I think how it works is is I think, however, I think they make I think after like, well, uh, that's a good question. I think my what I remember hearing is, I think how it works is, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, how it works is I think, however, basically that after certain like I think. Depending on the team's record and schedule, I think that's how it works. I, I don't know how it works. I can't remember. Okay. All right. I'll, and we'll do I'll, more I'll, I'll try to find out, though. Because I, I found it was quite, quite interesting that, like I said, like I said, that two American football teams would be facing overseas, like they say, like in London, for example. But it's considered a home game for one of the visiting teams. <laughs> so. We'll have to wait and see what all happens with that. Like I said, a lot's at stake here. So, like I said, J.D., John, and are watching this very carefully. Of course, Emil is, and, of course, definitely uh, yours truly is. And I would not believe, once again, somebody else is stepping up to the plate here and challenging me. Now, that's a shot in the dark all the time. <laughs> so, yes, indeed, indeed, indeed. So, we'll definitely be watching all that very, very carefully. Uh, gentlemen, before we go, I did want to mention here from Top Hill tonight, we did have someone visit us uh, from Top Hill, uh, Mr. And I hope I pronounce his last name correctly, Mr. Benjamin uh, M-E-I-T-L, Mateel, I think is how you pronounce it. Uh, I, I think I've known him for a while here on Facebook, but uh, um, but uh, uh, but I've seen that name many times. But uh, he did join us on our live video feed from Top Hill tonight, so we do thank him for joining us there as well. J.D., uh, Fonzie, anything else you all wish to add before we close out for the evening? Nope, I got our uh, final question. Okay, Fonzie, anything else you wish to add? Mm, no, that's it. Okay. And also, by the way, I have the belts from this title challenge we had this past weekend. Since we have all of them already accounted for, they are now on the on the uh, Hall of Champions uh, post on WWS Universe. If you want to go check out that list, so please check it out. Yeah. By the way, uh, on that note, I want to thank everyone for joining us here tonight for episode seven thirty eight of WWS Revolution. I definitely want to thank the Iceman Jerry B. Geralmo and the Heartbreak Kid Fonzie, as well as of course the Human Suplex Machine John Gross, and also like I said, Mr. Benjamin Mateel from our live video feed on Top Heel for joining us here tonight. Uh, just a couple of quick plugs I wanted to bring out here to you. First off, be sure to check out Perpetual Uniquity on eBay. 
uh, ebay.com forward slash str forward slash perpetual uniquity, P-E-R-P-U-T-A-L-U-N-I-Q-U-I-T-Y for the eternally distinctive individual. Still almost two, still about 200 items, of course, to, to almost 200 items there uh, for sale. Be sure to check that out there. There's items you would not believe that's, that's available and uh, stuff you haven't seen before and probably stuff you haven't seen ever, possibly. Uh, of course, uh, classic Hot Wheels cars, uh, men's, women's, and children's clothes, books, and other knickknacks. Uh, of course, uh, Kiss and other pieces of rock and roll memorabilia. Uh, let's see what let's see what else. So oh, yeah, video games for the PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, and PSP. And also, ladies and gentlemen, we still have a few DVDs, of course, posted on there. Not a whole lot on there left. But be sure to check. Be sure to check those out there as well. Uh, like sale, that potential uniquely, of course, like sale on eBay. And also, don't forget Bulldog DVD sales and variety, of course, like I said, on Facebook. Facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Bulldog DVD sales variety. Of course, as we said, there's a couple of lists just recently added here, uh, including, of course, one list. We have all four movies from the uh, Scream movie franchise, plus also TNA Destination X 2009, of course, on that, on that, on that list. And on another list that was just added on here recently, I will tell you, uh, Batman Forever, of course, Val Kilmer doing Batman in that one. Also a movie from Disney, their nature series called African Cats. Plus also collector's editions of Star Trek II, Star Trek III, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan, Star Trek III, The Search for Spock, and Star Trek IV, The Voyage Home. Be sure to check that out there as well. More, more it will possibly be coming. we got a lot of great titles here. Still, of course, our ongoing special here. Every single DVD and Blu-ray posted on the page, like I said, regardless of previous posts that were said on there at this point in time. All of them are worth $1 a piece. There's a big selection here, folks. Be sure to check it out. And, of course, the Iceman, Jerry Geralmo, of course, is our one, one of our, our, our very first customer today here. And, of course, he, he can vouch for that with, of course, purchasing five of those DVDs. And JD still continuing saying, all yes, in good shape. Good. All good. Yes. Okay. All right. Be sure to check out, of course, more more that are on there. Indeed. Like I said, more will be coming up there really, very soon. Sports DVDs, music DVDs, uh, TV seasons, seasons of TV shows on DVD. Uh, we got said Blu-rays of movies and TV shows, and of course, like I said, action adventure, horror, uh, children's and animated movies, comedy, uh, drama. You name it, it's on there. Be sure to check that all out here today. Also, some wrestling DVDs on there as well, so be sure to check it out too. And remember, at Bulldog DVD sales and variety, you take a bite out of the cost so you can enjoy your favorite selection. Remember, all DVDs and Blu-rays have been personally checked out by yours truly, Mr. WSWS, Chad Henshaw, and they would not be posted on the page if, of course, if, if, if any DVDs had a problem, and they all are working. 100% perfect. So there you go. Like I said, we take a bite out of the cost. You can enjoy your favorite selection. Revolution episode 738 is a broadcast of the WWS radio network right here on TalkShoe.com, where we are, of course, four years older and continuing to be bolder. The radio network continues to be and will forever remain your wrestling connection. Folks, take care of yourselves and each other. We will definitely see you in the ring. And, of course, we'll talk to you on NWO Wolfpack tomorrow. Excuse me, tomorrow night, of course, from 9 to 11, 138, 521 pound, as we, of course, will get you your, our thoughts and opinions about NXT and AEW from tonight. 
<clears throat> Remember, since 2015, ladies and gentlemen, your source for everything for wrestling, pop culture, and everything in between. This is, of course, the one and the only WCWS Radio Network. And now here is the Iceman with tonight's closing theme. No go, don't cry. Mommy will only be gone for an hour. Uncle Roger will take care of you, and everything's going to be just fine. Not like time. Don't worry about a thing. I've learned my lesson. I'm a reformed habit. A better bunny. A happy hair. You don't want to get your old pal Roger in trouble, do you? I know. It's a bright, shiny rattle. Oh, <laughs> 
Much, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk about you tomorrow night on NWO Wolfpack. Have a great evening, and this is WWS Radio Network. Take care, folks.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.